Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We've got an intimate crowd here today with us, and we're so glad you've joined in with us. And I tell you, as you're watching today, expect something to happen. You may be watching and you may need healing. I tell you, you can be healed right while you're watching this. If you will release your faith in the power of God, power of God is right in your home. Listen, God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. He longs to heal. And uh, it's our privilege to get to teach on healing. We've been having what we're calling healing school. And we're taking all the healings that happened under Jesus's earthly ministry and we're teaching them verse by verse because we will we understand that if we do what they did, we'll get what they got. By studying these, we, we can uh, move into a skill that helps us to not only receive healing, but to minister healing yes. to others. Listen, when God heals you, he has someone else in mind too. He wants you to go tell your testimony. He wants you to tell somebody because he doesn't just want you healed. He wants to use the healing that works in you to be a blessing to someone else. So know this, God wants you skillful. You know, the word says this, lay hands on the sick and what will happen? They shall recover. So God has instructed you and authorized you as a believer to lay hands on the sick. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I'm not a minister. Yes, you are. You're a minister of healing power to lay hands on the sick. You're to minister that to the life of someone else. You may not be a minister in the sense of standing in a pulpit and preaching and teaching, but you are a minister out administering God's healing power to other people. That's why it's so important in this healing school that you become a good student. Because it's, yes, we want you healed, but then we want you to go out and multiply in the lives of others that healing power that you have received of. It's so important. Jesus intends to turn us all doers of the word. This is part of the doing. And so we want you to study along with us. Um, Get your Bible. Get a notebook, get pen and yes. get pen and pencil, something. Follow along with us. Don't treat this as just common, common teaching. Right. This is teaching on the word of God yes. and it will change people's lives. Yes. And so we've been taking time to study in detail and we're so glad you're joining with us. In the previous episode, we began looking at Mark chapter 6 and verse 53. We're going to pick up there today, but if you can, go back and watch the previous episode if you missed it. After you're done with this one, go back and watch the previous one. It will help you uh, in, in, in understanding some of the things that we taught previously on this passage. So I'm going to read Mark chapter 6 and verse 53. It reads, And when they had passed over... They came into the land of Gennesaret and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him and ran through that whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they lay the sick in the streets and they besought him that they might touch if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him 
were made whole. As we said in previous episodes, we've been studying individuals who received healing, but this was a mass healing crusade. It wasn't just the recording of one. It was the recording of a multitude that were healed under Jesus's earthly ministry. And listen, this wasn't the only time a multitude was healed, but uh, we, we can learn some things just by seeing how did the multitude respond. You think about it that as a church family, we should all respond alike when it comes to the word and re- comes to receiving from God. Yes, it matters how we respond individually, but if we will respond right individually, it will affect how far the whole congregation can go. You know, one thing that we have to understand about God's power and about healing is that, uh, and, I, and I'm referring to a service, a church service, a healing service, uh, any kind of service where the word is taught is that it's not just up to the preacher to have a good meeting. It's up to the people to have a good service. A preacher can go no further than the people will go with him. And so in this city of Genesaret, we see the people, they, they went with Jesus into this flow of healing. If they had not went with him, he could not have performed for them. The things that the healing power could not have flowed through him. God could not have performed through him the, what he was able to, but because they cooperated. And I tell you what, it matters your cooperation with God in a service. It matters because now think of it. You say, well, if God has something for me, he'll just give it to me. Well, not necessarily because people think it will automatically show up. Well, it didn't work that way in Jesus's hometown of Nazareth. Jesus showed up. He wanted to bless them. And it says because they doubted, because they chose not to believe, it said he could there do no mighty work. Save he laid his hands on a few folk with minor ailments and healed them. Why? He wanted to do more, but they would not cooperate. You see, Jesus himself, the son of God, anointed with healing power, anointed with miracle power, could not do anything more than the people would cooperate with him on. And you say, well, God's God, he can do anything. If that's true, why, does he, why doesn't he make everyone get saved? He doesn't. He offers and makes his best available, but that's all he'll do. He will not force anyone. And we can sit in a service. And if we're not expecting something, God can't force something to happen for us that day. We have to say, I want it, Father. I want it. Amen. And so it's so important that we cooperate. This is what we see that's an outstanding feature about this community. They cooperated. Uh, We don't have record of this of too many other communities. That we're the whole community. And you say, I wonder why the Bible didn't spotlight any one individual. Because so many received. Yeah. Now, see, with the woman with the issue of blood, it only spotlighted her. Why? Because she's the only one in that multitude that received. Remember the man who was let down through the roof of the house? It says the power of the Lord was present to heal them, but he was the only one who received. And that's why we have record of one being healed. Here, the whole community cooperated. That's a better flow, don't you think? Just then to see an individual healed, to see a community reached. And so I so appreciate this community. They were a bright spot, weren't they, in the earth? That they, they had an honor 
And then as we said on the previous, uh, in the previous episode, I want to also go back and look at Luke chapter five, verse one, because this is so important to see how come this, this multitude received so much from God. Because there are a lot of multitudes who didn't receive much. Even though Jesus was present, we don't have the same record about every multitude. Some multitudes did receive more than others. What is it that set this community apart from other multitudes who didn't receive as much? Well, I believe it has something to do with what's recorded in Luke chapter 5, verse 1. It says, and it came to pass that as the people pressed up on Jesus to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. He's in that community. And notice this, he's there teaching and the people pressed, the people pressed, the people physically wanted to hear so much that they pressed on his body. That multitude was pressing on him as he stood by that shore of water that he had to get into Peter's boat. That's where he got into Peter's boat and had to get away from the people because their hunger was so great that it was imposing on his physical uh, his physical standing in that crowd that he had to get in the boat just to get keep some distance so that everyone could hear what he had for them. Now that's hunger. That's regard. That's honor. And that is so important to understand this feature about them when we read about what they received in Mark 6. It was because of their attitude toward the word, their respect for God, that they wanted to not just be healed. They wanted to hear what God had to say to their lives. Amen. Amen. Thank God for healing. God wants you healed. But more than that, he wants your whole life to reflect his best, not just your physical health. He wants your whole life to reflect his best. And so this is what we see about this, this community. They had such a regard that God was able to meet them in a very strong way. So uh, let's go on and let's, uh, let's read in verse 50. Well, let me read in verse 53, then we'll go on to 54 and 55 and look at these passages. And it says, And when they had passed over, they came to the land of Genesaret, and they drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship, straightway they knew him. Now, this is so important. They knew something about him. What was it? They knew he was a healer. Why did, how did they know he was a healer? Listen, they'd heard him teach. <laughs> they had heard him teach. No doubt they had heard reports of what had happened in other communities, but they knew him as a healer. How do we know they knew him as a healer? Because when they recognized that he had arrived in their region, they ran and got the sick. You don't get the sick if you don't think healing's going to happen. Amen. And so verse 55, it says, and they ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they heard he was. I want you to see something. I, I so appreciate that this word ran. It says, and they ran through that whole region round about. What hunger? What expectancy? What faith? Notice they ran. They did not just casually walk. They ran and they got others. And they, they weren't just thinking of themselves. They were thinking of people in their whole community. Listen, you need to be skillful with healing, not just for your benefit, but for the benefit of others. 
And when they, they, they saw that he was there, they ran through the whole region. Listen to this. And they began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they heard he was. Think of the inconvenience they put themselves through to get where Jesus, to get the sick where Jesus was. Now you have to realize, I mean, for us in our day and age, we have vehicles, motored, motor powered vehicles that we can just lay someone in a seat of a car and we can drive on the other, other region of town to get to a meeting. And there's a convenience in that. They're carrying on beds. They're walking, carrying on beds. It took multiple people to get one sick bedridden person to where Jesus was. The inconvenience of that, they did not mind. Why? Because they expected something. When you have faith, inconvenience is no problem for you. You will drive wherever you have to go. You will pay whatever you have to pay. Did you hear me? You will pay whatever you have to pay to get where there's help for your life. Faith is not measuring money. Faith is measuring what it can receive from God. Amen. And so these people, they inconvenienced themselves. Notice this. Jesus did not show up in their homes. He made himself available to whoever wants to come out Take the initiative, come out of your home and put a demand on this power. You can come. He did not go in and offer himself one. Do you want me to come pray for you? Do you want me to come pray for you? No. When you have faith, you don't wait for an offer. You already have the word as your offer. The word you see that the word offered you God's best and you take the initiative and you get up and you get out. Amen. Amen. People will say, well, I'd be okay if somebody prayed with me if they'd come to my house because, you know, it's hard for me to get out of the house. It was hard for these people to get out of the house, but they did it. (laughs) Because if you believe, if you really believe that you're going to get healed, you don't mind the inconvenience of getting up and getting out, carrying someone. Listen, they went, they carried them through the whole region. We don't know how many miles they may have carried these people. You talk about no wonder this multitude had the miracles. They would do what other communities would not do. I don't know about you, but I want to be someone that God says she'll do what others won't. Why? Because I want what God has. Don't be someone who's looking for something to do that's easy and convenient. Doesn't matter how easy it is. Doesn't matter how hard it is. Just do whatever the faith in you prompts you to do to receive what you need from God. Amen. And so it says that they ran and they began to carry about in the beds those that were sick where they heard he was. Now, verse 56 says this. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets. You talk, this was not done off in the back room somewhere. This wasn't done so that no, the Jews wouldn't get offended. You know, they didn't do it in a quiet way just so that people that didn't agree with it. Because now listen, some Jews, some Jews accepted and received, but the, the leaders in the Jewish community, they persecuted Jesus for this healing ministry. When Jesus faced uh, persecution at healing the sick, he didn't go put it in the back room just so he could avoid making people upset. Why? He was more interested in helping people than keeping offended people happy. 
He did it right out in the streets. Where is it appropriate? It's appropriate that if you see someone just walking down the sidewalk and say, listen, God healed me. He'll do the same thing for you. Can I pray for you? It's appropriate. Amen. Now, I will say this. Be led by the Spirit. Don't just do it randomly. The Holy Ghost will lead you and prompt you. But notice this. Jesus healed right out on the streets. And the people did not think it odd to lay their sick loved one on a bed in the streets. You will do what looks odd to others when you have faith. I mean, you will do what others would make fun of. But this whole community, they were responding to this. And so it says that they laid the sick in the streets and they besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment and as many as touched him were made whole. So notice this, that the loved ones are the ones who brought the sick, right? But the sick had something to do. It wasn't enough for family members and loved ones to want that sick one healed. There was something more that the sick person who could not get themselves there on their own. Now, listen, what they could have done, they could have said, that's not going to work for me. I don't believe that stuff happens. Don't you take me out of this house. They could have declined to be carried and... You say, well, you know, if they're bedridden, people could force them. Yes, but they could make it so hard for someone to carry them. (laughs) They could thrash about maybe or, you know. But here it wasn't enough that they got carried there. It says, but then they touched the hem of his garment. It wasn't the loved ones that touched the hem. It was the sick ones. So even though that sick one was bedfast and bedridden, there was something still that they could do. You might not can do what you might not be physically capable of doing what someone who's totally well is able to do. But there's something you can do in faith. There's something you can do in faith. And listen, they didn't have to do much. They didn't have to get up and turn somersaults. They didn't have to get up and do a a dance, a show. They didn't have to do a performance. They didn't have to do anything to try to impress people. Jesus, it was enough. Just reach up, touch the garment. That's all you got to do. And it doesn't even have to say that that your hand had to be whole to do it. I mean, for example, if I were to take Miss Agrista's arm here and let's say she's crippled, I could take her hand and say, just touch that. Just touch that. I could lift it up for her if she's willing, if she's willing to let that arm be lifted up. You don't know. Somebody might have had somebody might have been so weak they couldn't lift their hand. But the loved one could have said, get your hand up there. Get your hand up there. Touch it. (laughs) What does that show us? It matters who you have around your life. It matters that you have people around you that are expecting with you. Amen. Find faith friends find someone who will believe with you and who will inconvenience themselves to stand with you for your miracle that they will do they will put themselves in an inconvenient position so that you can receive the miracle that you need amen and that's what happened these people did that amen what a small action But it's enough. That shows how hungry God is to heal, how he longs to heal. Just move your hand up in my direction. 
Amen. It's not something great and something dramatic that God expects of us. He just make movement toward me. Just make movement toward me. And he'll run and meet your movement. Power met their movement. Amen. Why did they touch the hem of his garment? You don't even have to, you don't have to get up where his shoulders are. You don't have to touch where his torso is, where, where the main carriage of his body is. Just get the, the bottom cloth. And his, his, his garment was long. It's easy within reach. Jesus didn't say you have to reach all the way up to my shoulder or all the way up to here. No, just any, anywhere where you can grab it. Isn't that amazing that just that garment, touching that garment, and they would be healed? How would that happen? Well, Jesus was anointed with healing power and that healing power was absorbed into yeah. his garment. It's a tangible substance, although it's not always vi- it's not visible. It was tangible. And it could go into and I would say it's a spiritual substance. In the spirit realm, you would probably be able to see the 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 substance of healing power. In the natural, you can't always see that. But still the effect of it was the same. And even though they might not have been able to see, they recognize when people touch, the power that he's anointed with flows even through that garment. And I touch the garment and I receive healing. Isn't, it's, 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 it's impressive. This is how much Jesus wanted to heal the people. Just touch. Just, he would walk where they could just touch his garments because he wanted them healed that much. People may say, well, that was Jesus. He was the son of God. No wonder something spectacular like that could happen. And they give the idea that it can only happen through him, not through anyone else. Just because he was the son of God. Well, let me just say this. If you're born again, you're the son of God. You're not Jesus, but you are a co-heir with Jesus. He is our big brother. Acts chapter 19 and verse 11. It says this, and God wrought or worked special miracles by the hands of Paul. Well, what were the special miracles? The next verse tells us. So that from his body were brought unto the sick, handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. This is the same thing that happened with Paul. Now, Jesus, Paul isn't Jesus. Paul wasn't even, Paul never even was with Jesus in his earthly ministry. But yet the same exact flow happened through Paul. So this is not limited to Jesus. That's right. That's right. Amen. It's available to us as as co-heirs and as sons of God. So Paul would have these cloths, handkerchiefs, aprons that would touch his body. While he's under that healing anointing, while that healing anointing is in manifestation and the people that needed healing that were not able to be where Paul was, that healing anointing would go into that cloth and they could just carry that cloth to the sick person. They could take it a great distance. It would still work. So that cloth became like a storage battery. And that when that sick person would take that cloth lay it on their body or just hold it in their hand and say, I believe that the anointing of God that was on Paul went into this cloth and that now I receive it into my body. See, it worked the same for them. 
Well, I want you to know that still works today. Yes. That is a that is a one operation of the healing power of God. Why? Because God so wants people healed that even if they cannot be where you're at physically, yes. he has ways of transporting yes. Yes. that healing anointing to the sick. That shows how much he wants to heal. Amen. Hallelujah. So people may say, well, I just don't understand how that works. You don't have to understand it to believe it. Just believe it. Just believe it. No, you can't understand it in the sense with your senses because you don't see that power in the cloth, but you can see the effects of the power in the cloth. Amen. And somebody may say, well, I need healing, but there's no one with that healing power that you're referring to that was on Jesus or on Paul, that's where I'm at. Listen, that's just one method of receiving healing. Amen. But God has several methods. Why? Because he wants to use any method necessary for people to receive their healing. The important thing is not the method. The important thing is that Jesus is the healer. That's the important thing. He longs to heal people and he will heal you. Don't get your eyes locked in on a method. Meaning this, if no one's there for you to touch, if no one's there to pray for you right where you're at, you can say, I believe in the power of God. Amen. And I receive that power right now into my body because the power of God, the healing power of God responds to faith. It doesn't just respond to a method. It responds to faith. And every method God uses has to be met with faith. So just go ahead and release your faith and don't get, don't get, uh, don't get, um, confused or taken off guard by a method by saying, well, I can't receive because I don't know of someone that can do this. You don't have to have someone to do what we read. We're trying to teach you that God has power. He wants it for you and you can have faith for it if you will expect. Amen. Amen. So simply release your faith. And I want you that are watching that you need healing in your body right now. Just repeat these words after me. Say this. I believe in the healing power of God. Jesus I desire to be healed. So I receive that healing power into my body right now, regardless of what I may or may not feel. I take it and I believe that power is working in me now. Therefore, I'm authorized to call myself healed right now. Now, right now. So I thank you for it. That it is mine now. Amen. And then you just continue to worship him. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.